Hello and welcome to Should I Get Bangs? I'm Julia Razzi, and today's guest is Christy Cello, who is just one of the funniest human beings I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. She is a comedian, actress, voiceover actress. She's been on Comedy Central, True TV. She had a fantastic solo show that ran for a while called It's Christy Bitch. And I love this conversation that we had, and I hope that you're into it as well. Hi, Christy. We're here. We're doing it, Julia. I love you so much, and I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> what a great, what a great intro for me, Julia Razzi. Thank you so much. That is so nice. Uh, for anyone listening who doesn't know, Christy is one of my bestest, and uh, you know this podcast could probably go on for 20 hours, but I will keep it to under an hour. And I can just call you when we're done. And we can <laughs> That's talk. So true. That's so true. That's, yeah. That, I, I'm excited. I'm really so excited about this. I'm so happy you're doing this, Julia. This is like oh. your, this is one of your life's callings to like talk to people <sighs> about this stuff. Oh my, I think I have to stop the pod and go cry in a corner. That felt <laughs> so good. That felt so good. I really Thank mean you. it. I really mean it. You know, one of the things that you and I talk about a lot, and I and I think it's so important, and I never know if I'm using the right language to describe it, but like we all have so many friends and acquaintances. I mean, I shouldn't assume that everyone does, but at least I know that I probably because of the business I'm in, know a lot of people. And I I love and like a lot of people. But it as I get older, it's like you really realize that only a few people kind of see you all the time, like it in this very unconditional way. And I think for me, as I've gotten older and realized like a thousand people aren't going to see me. Yes. And that's okay. Yeah. And it really just matters that like a, a few friends or family members do. Anyways, you are one of those people. So thank you so much. You know, you're one of mine. You know you're one of mine. People all this- shut off the podcast. And like, Get around. <laughs> yeah, what is this? <laughs> but I, well, I wanted to share that because you know, in in doing this podcast, so much of why I wanted to do it is because I believe so much in you know s- w- mental health and 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 self care and all that stuff and. I know for me, I often forget that self-care has a, is a lot of like who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Like I always think of self-care as like, I took a bath. I went to yoga. And it's right. like also not wasting energy on people that maybe don't deserve your energy. Like that's huge self-care. Oh yeah. It took me years to learn that. Like I used to really throw out like my adolescence until – Throughout my 20s, too, like I, I I used to really pride myself on like the number of friends I had mm-hmm. as opposed to the number of really good friends I had. It's like, you know, I used to have a shit ton of people I would text with all the time. But then I'd say, if God forbid something happened, none of these people are like going to the hospital to see me. You know what I mean? It was just like these aren't these aren't their acquaintances. It's really like 
not to be a bitch, but I, 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 I've learned to sort of be more selective about who I call my friends. Well, but isn't it a bummer and not to like, I, I feel like I shit on social media and technology so much, but it's just you such, gotta. well, it's such a huge part of our lives, especially mm-hmm. during, you know, this past year of being isolated. It's like our only, I describe it as like, it's the only place to hang out. Like you yes. can go to a restaurant or go to a comedy club. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go pop by Twitter to see what's, <laughs> what's going on. Yeah. But, uh, that's it. it. Is, but like the word friend has been so diluted mm-hmm. and it is weird because I do have people that like, I don't know, like they check in online and I appreciate it, but I don't really know them. And then there's people who check in offline, but like, I I don't know how to explain it. It's just, there's too many fragmented relationships. Yes. And it's great because I think everyone, myself included, is genuine in liking all these people. Yeah. But you're right. Like at the end of the day, I hate that term, but at the end of the day- (laughs) Why do you hate that term? That's like a good term. Um, because what does that mean? Like, I think I would think it'd be like at the end of your life. Yeah, that's really what it should be, but that's a little morbid. It is, but at the end of the day, because the thoughts don't like the end at the end of today, Friday. The sun sets. The sun sets after the sunset. <laughs> and that anxiety wheel just turns right back on as soon as I wake up at 1 a.m. in a sweat. Um <laughs> <laughs> But something I something I love about you, and I know this is what you want to talk about, um, is I feel like I, I have a, a handful of friends that I've always really admired how much you own who you are, even if it's like might not be, uh, I don't know. Okay, like for example, I, I have a friend, a very good friend, Jen, who I fell in love with her in college because I walked into her college dorm room we were 20 and she had an in sync poster up oh, and i yes. and i go you're kidding right like i was like really judgmental cuz we're 20 you know like we're like given blow jobs and whatnot um cover Is your that ears. all you did in your 20s my god that's all i did i majored in blow jobs in college i majored in blow jobs to guys specifically that didn't like me um that was my major it was i had a, a major what was your minor yeah, my major was blowjobs. My minor was guys that didn't like me. Gotcha. That's what it was. <laughs> Smart. Smart. Yeah. Or vice versa. But uh, if my nieces are listening, oh, well. So, but I remember walking in and being like, wait, is that anything? Like being so judgmental. And she was like, yeah, I love NSYNC and I love Justin Timberlake. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I Yeah, I love you. Like you're not like yeah. putting a Dave Matthews band poster up just to be like everybody else in college. Right. You want the Timberlake. I'm so flattered that you sometimes I feel like a bit of a like a bit of a fraud. I'm glad that I come across like Jen cuz sometimes I don't feel like a Jen. But I but I guess I do. I try to present. I guess I present as a Jen, but I don't identify with being that strong, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's probably what? Imposter, is that imposter yeah, syndrome? Yeah, I think like, it's imposter syndrome. I, I think we all suffer it from because there's plenty of times where people will be like, oh, Julia, you seem like you're so tough. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I will scream at a taxi cab that's about to kill me. But like, you want me to confront someone near and dear in my life? I am have to go to 10 therapy sessions. 
<laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, but what I was going to say is something that I feel like you've really owned throughout the time I've known you, and I know it's been like a journey for you, has been faith and religion. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, because religion has been weaponized so much. Yeah. yeah. I I feel like people, some people, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, uh, have edited that part of themselves or hide yeah. it or think it's like corny. And so I don't know. I just want to, I want to hear about that. Yeah. It's like, it, you know, I've, I've always felt really comfortable talking to you about it too. Obviously you're my friend, but I know that you're people that are even like spiritual or thinking, you know, whether it's for a lot of people, I think God can just be, you know, synonymous to like the universe. But for me, yeah, I'm Christian. I've been, I grew up Catholic, uh, but my family was never as, you know, we went to church on like Christmas and Easter. Like we were those kind of Catholic people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like we, we weren't there every week and everyone's like, oh, here come the cellos. Like try, talk about imposter syndrome. But um, <laughs> it's like rolling in on the, on the high holy days. But when I came to, shortly after I moved to New York, I just, I found so much more comfort in my faith and in going to church and primarily in my relationship with Jesus, which has always been complicated. And that wasn't, because that's so interesting to me because I feel like, maybe this is a misconception, that most people I know who have a strong mm. religious faith, yeah. it stems from their family, but it sounds like it didn't for you, for you. Correct. I was introduced to it through my family for sure, but that introduction really, it, it was good because I was introduced, but as a kid, I was really just scared of it. I was mm. very scared of hell. And it, yeah. and the concept of, God, you know, this fiery pit with a with a devil. I mean, that learning about that when you're 10 is terrifying. Yeah, that's I mean, that's Catholic guilt. Yeah. And like you know more than most people in my life, my anxiety and OCD, which I do ultimately think stemmed a little bit from my faith as a kid feeling like if I didn't do things perfectly, God was going to be mad at me. Oh. So it, what's so wild is like that Catholic guilt is so real. And some of my favorite comedy is acknowledging that. And, you know, those comics will end their set by being like, and that's why I left the faith. Yeah. And here I am being like, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my relationship with God ha- has really been very complicated. But what I wanted to talk to you about, talking about break breakthrough, breakdowns and breakthroughs, uh, a major breakthrough I had throughout this pandemic was really, I've really, for the first time at 35, um, changed the way I look at God and changed my relationship with him so much to where it's the best it's ever been. And I'm excited and I can, you know, I can tell you kind of how and why I did those things, but I really feel like I get it now. I feel like I get it now. 
So and were I didn't you before? Yeah, were you struggling before with it? Yes and no. I found such comfort my whole life with the notion that there was a sky daddy in the clouds uh-huh. who was ultimately protecting me and guiding me. That's always been there, and I'm grateful for that. But the and element. This, oh, sorry. No. Has it, oh, do you ref, like, is it male to you or do you just use daddy and him because it's kind of common? That's a great question. I think it is male. Like, when I picture him, it looks like how it looks in most like Christian text, I suppose. Okay. You know, um, I don't think about, I don't, when I talk to him, I don't picture him though. Okay. I'm not like, it's not like I'm talking to a person, but yeah. I guess if I had to, it is like him. I, you know, I call him a guy. Um, but I used to be the part of the relationship that was hard for me up until recently is the fear, the the fear and like the judgment. Like there's, there's this term and I'm sure you've heard of it, but like, you know, a lot of my Christian girlfriends jokingly will say, oh, I want a God-fearing man as a husband. And there's this term like God-fearing. Yeah, I've never been into it. Yeah, I haven't either. And, 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 but I get it. It's like, it's, it's, it's very complicated because he is this wonderful, you know, and Jesus is like, just this wonderful person that, helps you to do good and be good. But there was this element of like, but if you fuck it up, you're bad. You're a sinner. You're going to go to hell and all the guilt stuff. Is is Jesus for you or Jesus and God the same? No. Sometimes I use them interchangeably, but God, Jesus is the son of God. When I, when I think about, when I am talking about it. And and do you think that literally or is it like metaphorically? I think that literally. Okay, cool. I I think it literally. I think that, yeah, God gave us Jesus, his only son, and Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Uh, And then, you know, was born. The rest of history. The rest is (laughs) back to life. I do. Yeah, I, I, I think all that Bible stuff is a go for me. And when I think about the logistics, I'm like, this is crazy. Like it's so, it's so funny to me, Julia. Cause like, I'll look at people who like are really into crystals or stones. Right. And this might be you, this might be your life partner. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, my husband's very, uh, for anyone listening who doesn't know my husband is Barry, I'm surrounded by crystals right now. I hear him in the back. I don't, but imagine if I hear him in the background with just all the crystals in his pockets. Yeah. Well, this one time, just to deter for one second, my favorite, I knew that I was in love with him. Not because I'm this into crystals. I, I am, but not as much. I'm into like tokens. Like I really like like tokens. But we were flying, I think it was the first time together, and he was emptying the change out of his pockets, and he emptied like seven crystals. And I was like, wow, I think that's my husband. Was this just because he was flying, or is that like an everyday? Oh, it was an everyday. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. It was like loose change, because men always have loose change in their pockets. I don't understand. Tons of receipts. 
and then like seven crystals. And that I was is- like, all right. Well, because he, you know what it was? Because he owned it. He was it being was a gen thing. He was just like, yeah, I like crystals. Oh, that is attractive. Yeah. You know, but it's funny though, because I will look at people like him and sometimes I laugh or even people with essential oils. And I'm like, what do you think? Like you're into essential oils. But then I'm like, Christy, come on, you know, your oils are crazy. Let me go pray to my dad in the sky. (laughs) I mean, I go back and forth. I got to be honest. Like I... I'm skeptical of a lot of stuff and I think I'm very real about a lot of stuff, but at the very same time, I also have this attitude of, well, crazier things have happened because Mm. when you really, and I might lose, people might be turning off the show now because they're like, (laughs) this woman needs is insane. But like, I think it's, if, okay. If you explained what childbirth was to me, yeah. That sounds insane. I know there's scientific proof behind it. I'm not an idiot, but like, or maybe that's not a good example, but like, um, well, it's miraculous. Maybe yeah, like, like, like ghosts. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I go back and forth between believing them or not, or, you know, deja vu, or when you have a premonit, like the psychics, like there's so yes. many things that I try to be skeptical of, but I'm yeah. also so curious about because I'm like, well, being alive is pretty fucking wild. So maybe there is a dude in the sky and maybe those crystals did keep the plane from crashing. I don't know. Yes. You know, I think about, I spend what feels like the majority of my life thinking about, thinking about like the miracle that I'm here and that you're here and what's going to happen to us when we're no longer here. You spend a lot of time thinking about that. I do. And and more than ever, and maybe it's because I'm getting older, but I've really been thinking about like mortality and I've been thinking about the afterlife and I've been thinking about a lot of that lately. In a a calm calm way or an anxious way? (sighs) Both. Yeah. I I still fully, even though I'm, I'm, I do believe in heaven, I also really like the idea, to be honest, about there being like reincarnation, maybe you come back as something else, but that's not something that, you know, is in the Christian book. <laughs> you know what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, th- I think what, I think what it is that differentiates you from, you know, I said like religion has been weaponized and unfortunately like everything, the same way there's like awful liberals and there's awful, you know, comedians <laughs> there's awful yeah. like the 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 christians that i don't relate to are the ones that are like this is the absolute truth right and anything that is not this is evil yeah i think there is you're like this is what i believe but like maybe there's also reincarnation which is very buddhist and like yeah. maybe there's this and like you know it, it's anytime anyone is inflexible and, and maybe that means I don't have like strong beliefs or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I like having flexible beliefs. Like I, I have strong beliefs, but if someone comes at me with a reasonable challenge, yeah. I'm not going to suddenly change my beliefs, but I'm like, huh, interesting. Whereas like, I feel like a lot of extreme religious people, if you come at them, they're like, you're going to hell. And then they take out a gun. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I think that it's tricky because a lot of Christians would look at me and they'd say, well, you're not a Christian. If you have sex before a marriage, if you believe that, uh, if you believe in love, homosexuality, if you, if you masturbate, I mean, if you really look at the Bible and get technical about it, um, I sin all, I sin every day. I sit all, all day, every day. So there are a lot of people that would be like, that's, that's not Christian. Or how do you believe in a God that condemns A, B, and C? And I think that at the end of the day, I, <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Like, it. I think that, you know, when the sun sets yeah. and the dust settles, that I just, I, I pick and choose and I do what works for me. And why shouldn't I, if I'm not hurting anyone and it's what works for me, what difference does it make? What if I worshiped a rock on the ground? If yeah. that's what I need to do, why does it bother you? All I, you know, I practice love and I believe, I believe at the at the end, oh my God, at the end of the day, that God is love and God accepts and loves everybody mm-hmm. and God forgives and he's a loving God. And what, what the, the breakthrough for me was, was I changed my relationship with him. So earlier in the pandemic, I bought this big Bible and I've read, I've read in the past, I'd say maybe half, but just like not sitting, like reading, like it's a book. I'm just like familiar with different verses and different chapters in the Bible. But I bought this big one and I was like, I'm home doing nothing. Let me read the whole thing. Wow. Um, I know. And, but I wasn't completely successful. I got, you know, I, I, I found this plan online and it sort of makes it fun. It's like, you know, do this every day and then think about it. And, but when I was reading and I say that to say that I had an inkling that I wanted to be closer with God. There was something like, I really do feel like I have a calling and I feel like I'm a believer because God has chosen me to be a believer. And I have a calling in my heart that I needed to be closer to him. And, and, and the, the having the calling was the breakthrough? Yes and no. I think that was that was the start of it. I think that was that was the start of me taking a closer look at my relationship with God and realizing that it wasn't the kind of relationship with God I wanted. Okay, because it was all fear based. It was yes, not all, but but mo- uh, but a big part of it was. And up I until did, recently, up until recently. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and I used to always, and maybe you're the same. And I think a lot of people, when something goes wrong, when something goes bad, or when they want something, that's when they turn to God and they pray and they say, "Oh, please stop this. Please change this. Please help me with this." And what I did big time was. Make a, make a decision to make my relationship with God a part of my everyday life, but like multiple times a day, every day to where we have a relationship and a dialogue. So I don't feel like I'm just going to him for the help, for yeah. the saving, for the rescuing. I spend my days with him and I spend my time thanking him. He is with me at breakfast. He's with me 
thank you for this food. I say grace before almost every meal now. Wow. Does your partner? Yeah. We do it at dinner when we eat dinner at the table together. Sometimes we just eat dinner watching CNN and we're not doing it. But when we sit down at the table, we both say either he does or I does. His mother is a deacon of a church. So when he says grace, he like kills it. I say grace and I really, Julia, I ramble. Like I'll be like, thank you for this chicken. Thank you for this. And thank you for my kitty cats. They did the cutest thing yesterday. And Dave's (laughs) like, can we eat? The food's like getting cold. (laughs) Do you you think that being in a relationship with the son of a deacon has changed your your relationship with God? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I love that about him. And I think that it's made me realize that I think it would be challenging for me to have a partner who was a big time atheist. Or, or not even an atheist, but like, I don't care if people are atheists, but I care if they look at me practicing these habits daily and like roll their eyes and are like, you know, he's not real. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, well, that would just be a mean. partner. And well, again, that's also a partner that's not loving you unconditionally. You know, like that's, I, I, so I think for me, what I'm so interested in is, and this isn't like a judgment question. It's just a question of- yeah. So if, if your faith Mm -hmm. doesn't follow the rules of Christianity, why do you call it Christianity? That's great. I used to always joke about how I I don't, and I call it Christianity, which isn't (laughs) a real answer though. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that God is at the center of my faith and the, what the Bible says about God is at the center is like that is in line. The fundamentals are are fundamentals I agree with and want to practice. And I think it's interesting because over the past couple of years, I feel like I identify more with the Episcopalian than Yeah, they're like the chill ones, right? They're the chill ones. That's Dave introduced me to that because he's Episcopalian. Um, and I had been going to a Roman Catholic church, which are like mm-hmm. the strict ones. Um I wish I had a better answer. I just, I want to, and I like it. And and I, I'm proud. I'm proud to be a Christian that is an advocate for gay rights and enjoys sex with my partner and, you know, does all these things that are considered sins because I do not believe that they are sins. And I believe God loves me and made me this way and accepts me for who I am. Is that, so is that what you think your calling is, is to be this sort of, I can be Christian, but also be myself person? That's a hard question. Like, I don't know. I don't know what my calling is. Oh, it's, it's a hard to know what your calling is. <laughs> it's a hard. That's a hard I just question. start weeping. Like, I. Yeah. Oh, can you define yourself? I'm sorry. Real quick question before we end. Can you just define everything about you? <laughs> no fresh. <laughs> I just meant like, because I, I, I think what it, what is such a bummer? Cause even when you were talking to be completely honest, like, and I know you and I, a hundred percent get what you're saying because I also, I I don't even know what it would call. I don't feel comfortable. Sometimes I do say God and him, but I physically, there's something about the him that never has really sat with me. Even when I was a kid and, and not that I think it's a her either. I just think it's a, it's a something. 
Right. And, and that's, that's what works for me. And I'm not, I would never push that on anyone else. And I do believe it's important to have some sort of belief in something. Um, yeah. I guess if you don't, I would, I would love to talk to someone who doesn't too. Like I'm, I'm not saying they're wrong. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I meditate in the morning, which is sort of like a combo of like, I guess, praying and meditating. And I go through all the things I'm grateful for. And I ask for certain, you know, protections and blessings. And then I talk to like my grandparents who are past. Yeah. And it's sort of, I don't know, it's this whole mix of like spirits and angels and God and, crystals and I don't know, like all these different things. And uh, I think what has happened for me is like Catholicism definitely got ruined one by the guilt Mm -hmm. and two with the whole church scandals. Oh yeah. With the molestation. Yeah. Yeah. And then Christian unfortunately has never worked for me because of the, the people who I feel like are so hypocritical about it. Yeah. Like that's what is such a bummer is like the PR for Christianity. Yes. It's like rebranding. It really needs a rebrand because what I think of when I think of Christianity is I think of those people that stormed the Capitol. Yeah. That did a fucking prayer. In, I know. In Congress or Senate and saying that Jesus sent them there. And it's like this if, if God is love, if that's like the core of Christianity, yeah. Yeah. then you would never behave that way. And also, I, I think it was Deepak Chopra, I think it was him who I heard talking about this. But when someone asked him what his religion was, he said it was his religion was love. That was the answer he gave. Yeah, I love that. Because if you break down every religious text yeah. at its core, yeah. like they're all saying the same thing. Yes, yes. And and, and like, I just, I remember when I was a kid, like reading in history books that like people went to war because of religion. It happens all the time. People strap a bomb to their chest and go and bomb a village in the yeah. name of their religion. And, and that's like, when I said earlier, like I, you know, I worry sometimes my beliefs aren't strong because I can easily bend, but there are certain things I do not bend on. And I am a thousand percent sure that my God or my religion does not condone yes. bombings I or killing, killing in the name of. I am, I am a thousand percent certain of that. Um, yes. Yeah. So I'm just curious how you kind of got over that aspect of it. Like the, the dirty, how Christian is kind of a dirty word. Yeah. I think it's just, I think that the organized the Catholic church is different for me. Like that is, I, that is here. And like my relationship with God is they're not one in the same. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can have, and I do have a very special, important relationship with him that has nothing to do with an organized church that has its own, you know, leadership and rules and whatever. That being said, you know, I've, I've been a part of many, a few churches that I've really loved and I love the sense of community. And I love the Hillsong, right? Yes. I used to go to Hillsong. Um, Yeah. When I lived in Woodside, I was in like a Catholic church 
And then when I started dating Dave, we went to an Episcopalian church where the pastor was there with his husband. Uh, And it was an incredibly amazing, super accepting. It was that that's been the most, the one I've, I've enjoyed the most. Um, But I think, I think the perception of Christianity is like a bit dated. I think that I, I just think it is there, there are so many new churches, you know, because times change. We are living in a different world. Yeah, the Pope like is like gays are cool. Yes, and I'm like yes, Pope. I know. You know? My mom was like, "Yeah, this is a new Pope. He's <laughs> the gays," and she's like so into it. Like, mom, yeah, you doing your impression of your mom? Do you do oh, it, to don't. Stella? Well, no, because she gets the real thing because we FaceTime with Stella's my daughter for anyone listening. And my mom, as you can tell, has a thick accent like the Count from Sesame Street. Uh, <laughs> wait, so I have a question for you about churches, too. Because I'm I, sorry I keep getting off topic. What are you talking uh, Who cares? Uh, there's no, like, strict. I mean, the podcast has a theme, but, like, whatever. What are uh, themes? What are, what are themes? What is religion? What is God? Who are we? Are we even real? Um... Now, as far as the churches go, like, what are your thoughts? Because the other thing that I think is really tainted religion mm-hmm. is like mega churches. Yes. Like uh, Joel Olstein. Yes. That guy who I, I don't know his name, but remember, he's got like a crazy face and he yes. he like spent all that money on a private jet. Oh, yes. But I cannot think. I don't know what his name is either, but he's like a Joel Osteen type who I don't who I'm not a fan of. Yeah, like I don't understand the opulence. Like that has always, I am not, something that I've really had to learn. And I, and I still think it's probably, this is like a whole other episode, but I do think like relationships with money are very difficult for a lot of people. Like we're not taught financial intelligence as kids, you know. We should be. We're given credit cards in college and they're like, hey, you get a free basketball or volleyball inflatable frisbee, you know, and you're like, okay. And you get this credit card. But my point is, is that, you know, I I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be prosperous, Mm -hmm. but I don't understand why a minister or evangelist or a preacher, whatever you want to call it, needs to have like a comp like a compound and the whole like nonprofit status of of organized religions like the Scientologists are nonprofit and so they get to yeah. like avoid t- like that whole yeah. world to me also makes me so sad because I'm like it's I feel like it's really preying on people's desire to have a good relationship with God. Yeah. And so they just empty their wallets. I know. It's really a mind fuck because as on a separate note, I've I'm really and we you mentioned this the other day, Julia, but I'm very into cults and yes. learning about cults and cult yeah. leaders and, and a lot of religions are cults. Exactly. And it's so and I joke all the time about how I'm shocked I'm not in a cult because I'm so gullible and I'm vulnerable and I feel like I'm I'd believe anything. Um yeah, I'll drink the Kool-Aid. I love cherry, you know, like I'll just be what I do. Um you know, yeah, I think all I agree with you. I think all of that is really disgusting. I remember this uh, instance where something was happening somewhere in the South. Clearly, I don't know much about it, but it was like uh, either a hurricane or, and there was a huge mega church. And I remember that could have been used for like uh, to house people or to help. And they just like closed their doors. And I thought that is the least 
Christian thing you could yeah. ever do. So unfortunately, like I'm with you. I just think, I, and I think part of my faith is not judging those that question my faith. Like I get it. Like, and I get it if you don't believe and I get, I get why people don't like it and I get why it's not for them. And I don't think that I'm better than anyone else, period, because of anything. Like I don't believe, I believe an atheist is just as great of a person as I am. And I don't believe that they're going to go to hell either. Well, the wild thing is, when you really, the, the reason why I truly don't understand arguing about religion mm-hmm. is because nobody has proof. Nobody has proof. Like that is the thing that blo- like that makes me, and again, I felt this way when I was a kid. I remember wanting to like, I would always ask like questions like this in CCD and they'd be like, can you just like go say a Hail Mary in the corner? <laughs> me but, too. <laughs> yeah. They were like, why are you asking me so many questions? I'm like, cause I'm smart. And none then, of like, this makes sense. Yeah. But nobody, because I wasn't like great in like math class. But I was like, I want to talk about like the deeper meaning of they're like, shut, we don't have room for kids like you. But um, I, 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 what I find really interesting. So I uh, knew someone whose mom was a minister at a, Ooh, what was it? Not, it wasn't Christian. It Lu- could have been Luther. I don't know. It's one of the more like intense ones. Okay. And she would go and hand, like hand out like pamphlets. Mm-hmm. One of those people. And I asked her, I was like, I'm a little confused. Like, so that's, if you want to believe, you know, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're riding in hell, I guess that's fine. I'm not going to judge, but why do you feel the need to right. recruit people? Like she was a missionary and she was like, well, if I know this information about how to avoid hell, I have to share, I have to help others. Like she, that's what she really believed. She was Mm. like, I'm given this information and I have to help others. And I remember trying to relate it to my life. I'm like, well, I guess it's the same as like when I have read a really good book or watch a really good show. Yeah. And I text a friend and I'm like, oh my God, you have to, you would love this movie. You have you know, to watch like, Bridgerton. Even yeah, you though you didn't like the first episode. I'll just get through the first episode. It's so good. It's so good. It's so hot. But um, it's, you know, or, or like, oh my God, I found this product that's really helped my skin, you know? So like, I guess it's the equivalent of that. So that made me understand it more, but I just feel like at the end of the day, religion is so private. I agree. I think it is so private. And I think like there's a part of that element that that like, and like with Jehovah Witnesses, a huge part of their faith is recruiting and and getting people to come in. Um, There's a part of that 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 for me feels especially culty because it feels like, why if 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 you focus on the word of god and 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 you know it, it i don't think that i don't think that was his intention is 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 like you we're not i feel like i almost feel like that's like us kind of acting like we're gods by being like follow me i know what i mm. i know what's right i know you're wrong like you're wrong that one of the biggest sins is uh is 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 being like 
acting like you're a God and, and not acknowledging that there is only one God and you are his disciple. Like, so I think anything that's like your feels like it's just the opposite. Yeah. I mean, I could really talk about this stuff nonstop and I, but I'm kind of 20 minutes. (laughs) Can you wrap it up? (laughs) I'm constantly evolving and my and my opinions change and I think it's important to change them and I think it's important to question them but I think throughout my life I've had sort of a series of breakdowns of Catholic guilt that have led to me at 35 throughout this pandemic really wanting to like work on what's most important to be to me about my faith which is my relationship to God and what that looks like and so this breakthrough I had was really redefining my relationship to him with him and including him so much in all the aspects of my life. And Julia, you know, something so funny. I feel like you can relate. I feel like we're the kind of person and maybe I don't want to speak for you, but I used to go to therapy and usually I go to the therapist you've referred me to. So our (laughs) therapist, I used to go to our therapist and they used to, you know, we used to sit down and I would feel bad for talking about myself the whole time. Oh, and yeah. I'd want to be like, what about you, Janet? Talk to me about you. But then I'd be like, that's not what this is. In therapy, you talk about yourself to your therapist. That is something I've struggled with in my relationship with God because I have never wanted to ask him for things sometimes in the past because I feel bad. I feel like I don't want to ask God to help me with my broken tooth during a pandemic, which again is a whole different level of Catholic guilt that's in my head. But it's me realizing through reading the Bible and through, you know, coming to terms with this is that God wants me to do that. God wants me to give my anxieties to him. And then there's so much that's just like, don't be anxious. You don't need to have an anxious heart because I've got you. Give me your pain. Give me that is what he wants. That is what he he is made for. And it took me 35 years to realize that, you know, the whole let Jesus take the wheel. Give how much lighter I feel. It's helped with my anxiety. Maybe it's also the Zoloft talking, but yeah. it's been to really it's been the first time that I I give everything to him. And, I, and you know what I'll do? I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to pray on it. I'm going to sit on it. Let me give it to God and let me trust that he's going to handle it for me. And this whole idea of giving things to him has been major for me. You you just reminded me about Janet, our old therapist. Uh, she used to always say, um, she used to always say, co-create with God. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And and it really stuck with me because I, as someone who was raised Catholic, and, and I have to say, like, I, I will I will say my relationship with religion growing up, like I did have the Catholic guilt, mm-hmm. but um as an the daughter of Italian, like Italian immigrants, at least my family, the Catholicism felt a lot more um traditional and cultural. Like it was a lot of like iconography and, and, and visuals and statues and, and little prayer cards and like, you know, pray to protect you. But it, it, there was some of that Catholic guilt, of course, but it, yeah. for me, it was actually a lot more like mystical. And I really kind of embraced the notion of like 
saints and angels and and protectors. And that was really, but as a kid, I did pray every time I wanted something, right. Or like, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I remember going through my own sort of like reckoning about spirituality when I was seeing Janet, the therapist. And I was like talking to her about how I struggle with, it was at the time I was reading a lot of self-help books too. And at the time I was really struggling between the whole, like, well, I meditate and I radiate and I manifest, mm-hmm. you know, I would either do that and then not do work or I would work really hard, but call myself a piece of shit. You know, like it was like very unbalanced. Yeah. I remember her telling me about this notion of like, you co-create with God. So like you pray to him, it sounds like you pray to him and you hand over your anxiety and you trust him and you ask him for strength, but you also take the pill and you also talk to your therapist. Yes. You know, and I yes. think that's where it gets muddy. It's like there is a, it's sort of like the God helps those that help themselves notion yeah. of like, you, you got to do like, if God gave me the, or the universe or whatever you want to call it, gave me the blessing of having two legs that yeah. work, well, then I got to walk to the gym. I'm not just going to pray away a new body or whatever it is. I don't know. Something good. Yeah. I'm Um, really glad you said that because I really agree with that. And that's a good point and a really common like misconception, but I could not agree more. It's like you still have to do the work. It's not, you know, I think it could almost seem like a bit of a cop out, like as a way to avoid things. Yeah. I'm just going to give it to God. Oh, I'll see what God, God's got this. Well, no, you still have to, it's still my life, (laughs) you know? Now, was there a, like, I know you said that you had a lot of mini breakdowns around this, but was there one moment ever where you almost like gave up? Like you were like, I'm not, I don't believe this anymore. God, that's a really good question. Um, Let me talk through this. Most of my breakdowns, have been uh, involving sex and involving the shame after sex. Really? Yeah. I, I did not know this life. about you. I think feeling really guilty for loving sex and wanting to have sex. And then because you know my fear of getting pregnant. Yes. Which is thankfully subsided, knock on wood. Um, but terrified. And I used to be afraid that I would get punished, that I would have a kid because I was having sex and because I knew I shouldn't be. And to the point where sometimes he would pop, God would pop in my head. Like, it's not a joke. I It would be hard for me to do the act because I felt it was wrong. Well, also because we, I've never understood yelling, oh my God, during sex. Like, why are you calling him in the room? Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I believe him out of this. Yeah, I always would imagine him being like, uh, uh, you rang, you know? And it's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> A word? Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. But I think I think that, that when I do think of Catholic guilt, that's that's what I think about. And I think about like really, you know, real breakdowns, real confusion, feeling, you know, I, I equate it to be honest. And maybe this is really the, a terrible thing to say, but no, I'm going to use this example um, and just hope that listeners know I have good intentions with it. Like I would imagine, or, you know, with friends that I have that are gay, 
feeling and Christian, um, feeling like, why am I like this? Why did you make me like this, God? I think that's like a just feeling, feeling like according to the Christian faith, who they are is wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is similar to how I felt by being a sexual person. I felt, oh, wow. although I'm not, I, I don't want to say like, I, I, I can't speak to the gay experience or I don't want to, I don't want to belittle that experience by comparing it to mine. But that is, is a little bit of how, like, I just felt like I was bad. Like I was, uh, why am I, why is the way I am wrong to you? Why is that? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That's like really, that's kind of just what came to my mind. Um, But I also, I would say, I would say, Julia, that like one of the breakdowns I had for right prior to this breakthrough, which maybe was the catalyst, was, uh, as you know, I've struggled with anxiety and I've been on medication my whole life, went off of it during this pandemic Mm -hmm. before my mother got ill. She's okay, thank God, but my mom was sick. Um, It was just a terrible, then I broke my foot. Like it was, it was just like a series of things. And my anxiety was really at an all time high. And I think I made the decision ultimately to go back on medication, but that really got me thinking about anxiety and my faith and what do I give to God and how is, how is my faith helping me with this? If I have this faith and this is what I'm supposed to do, meaning give my anxieties to him, how do I do that? And why isn't he helping me? And I'm trying so hard. Like there was a lot of, of a bit of a pity party and a bit of like, just, just I, I just felt like I was talking to him all the time, but it, it didn't feel good. Mm. And I just, yeah, I just, it's, it, it honestly still feels so fresh. And in, in my head, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have chosen this to talk about, no, but I'm glad I, I am. No, I, I, yeah. this. it's very Wait. fresh. Yeah. I mean, I think it sounds like, and not to put sort of a, theme on it, but it does feel like the topic of help mm-hmm. is coming up a lot because it's like, okay, you, we, there's, there's a way to ask whatever spiritual guide you have in your life for yeah. help in a way that is, I don't know how to say active, like, yeah. like so active. So it sounds almost like you were really struggling with God when you were didn't really know what you were asking for, you were kind of asking for why am I wrong? Like yes. that. So, yeah. But then when you flipped it and you were like, wait, I'm not wrong. I'm just me. Mm-hmm. Can you help me be the best version of me by not only blessing me, right? Like energetically, but also getting me to go back on meds. Helping me. me. Yeah. Help like me. Mm-hmm. whatever it is. And yeah. so I think that that's like a, I mean, that really goes back. It's, it's really like the co-creating, like it sounds, Yeah, I totally get it. I, I, I love that co-creating with God. I think it's so beautiful. I think this is lovely. I'm so glad, you know, and I, I, I feel it's hard to talk about, but it's just like a feeling. It's a feeling of like, and I, and I'm not always good at it. I still feel anxious all the time. And I still in those heated moments, but that's the thing is I'm realizing like you with meditation is me with prayer. 
and I have yeah. a prayer journal and I'm active with it. And, you know, you meditate so that in the moments where you do panic, you're equipped for that. And yeah. it's like, that is what I need to, I needed to build that relationship with God so that when I do have this, whatever, I already have that foundation. So I'm better equipped to handle it. I love it. Christy, this was so great. I love you. I ask every guest at the end of the show, a very important question. Uh, Should I get bangs? No. Okay. Don't do it, girl. Don't do it. They're they're too much work. You know, you've had them. I've had them and I lost them. Yeah. And and I'm never going to go back. So don't do it. I won't. And is there uh, anything you want to share? Uh, no, you know what? Actually, everyone go to Christianity.com. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> go to ChristyCello.com if you're if you want to see my comedy. But that's it. Thank you so much. Christy and I both shared our fascination with cults. And so if you are listening to this and you have had an experience with a cult, perhaps you've left a cult, perhaps you're trying to start a cult. I don't know. But I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can email should I get bangs pod at Gmail. Maybe you can come on the show. Maybe we can talk off pod. I just, I want to hear about your experience. I, I won't judge. I, I am truly, I get it. I get how someone can get sucked in. And I would love to hear about it uh, firsthand from someone. So please reach out if that is you. And I'm sure your story would, you know, be really interesting to other people. Maybe help somebody leave a cult. You never know. Uh, We also talked about gratitude, which, you know, I know that word gets thrown around a lot as, you know, when it comes to self-care and spirituality. And sometimes it, you know, can feel really hard to feel grateful, especially if you're going through a tough time. I get it. When you're in a dark place, sometimes it feels shitty when you're trying to think of something to be grateful for. So it can be a difficult practice. But I will say this, practicing gratitude on a daily basis does have a lot of benefits. I know firsthand that it is, you know, definitely helped me uh, with my mood. Uh, also, I read an article on NPR's website that said that scientifically it's been proven that gratitude can help like lower your risk of heart disease. It can help you sleep better. It makes you uh, more generous and less materialistic. And so overall, it's it's a it's a good practice that has positive results. So how do you practice gratitude? Great question. Um, you know, I think the way that a lot of people sort of know and and maybe do it is a lot of people keep journals. I used to do that every night. I would write, you know, three things that I was grateful for. I've since in the last few years switched more into just including it in my morning meditation. And, um, you know, if that's not the way you want to do it, you could have a gratitude buddy. Maybe you guys email each other and hold each other accountable and have to tell each other three things you're grateful for each day. Maybe you tell your dog. Maybe you don't do this at all. I don't know. I'm just saying that it's a nice thing to do. It feels good. And especially during this pandemic, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've become so incredibly grateful for the little things. I mean, I'm grateful for all my robes, for Postmates, grateful for showers to cry in. Those are all the little things that I I definitely didn't appreciate as much. Grateful for sweatpants and elastic waist. Oh my God, so many things. So, and I'm very grateful that you listen to the show and I'd be especially grateful if you like the show that you would leave it a nice rating and review. 
And I would love it if you came back next week because I have so many just awesome, open, interesting guests coming up. So yeah, till next time, take care. Bye-bye. 